0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا الى يوم الدين اما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم رب اشرح صدري ويسر لي من لساني قولي All praises belongs to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala we praise him and we seek his assistance and we seek his forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala from the evil of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever um, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala decrees guidance upon, then none can misguide him. And whomsoever um, Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala decrees misguidance upon, then none can guide him. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship besides one Allah. And that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger. My dear brothers and sisters in Islam, I greet you with the greetings of peace. After our day of peace, the day of Jumu'ah, in the month of peace, the month of Ramadan, Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Indeed, all praises belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The one who said Laqad uswatun hasana All praises belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Who said, indeed, in the messenger Is the most perfect of examples Is the most perfect of ways And... Indeed, peace and salutations be upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, For he was the one who said, أَثْقَلُ مَا يَكُونُ فِي الْعَبْدِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ تَقْوَى اللَّهُ وَحُسْنُ الخلق. He said that from the heaviest things on the scales of a believer on the Day of Judgment is Taqwa, which is re- loosely translated as being God-conscious, as well as good character. And peace and salutations be upon him as well, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who said, من صام رمضان إيمانا واحتسابا غفر له ما تقدم من ذنبي, That the one who fasts the month of Ramadan, iman, believing in Allah, believing in His commands, واحتسابا, whilst having good hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not that we fast and we doubt whether our fast is accepted. Or we pre- uh, recite the Qur'an, and we doubt whether Allah has accepted our recitation. No, my dear brothers and sisters, he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, wa The one who does it believing in Allah, and having good hope. Having good hope in Allah, that my fast is accepted, inshaAllah. My tarawih is accepted, inshaAllah. My Qur'an is accepted, insha'Allah. غُفِرَ Then for this person, his previous sins are forgiven. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our deeds and forgive us all. Ameen. Ameen. My dear brothers and sisters, Kuala Lumpur and Malaysia, I welcome you all to the series that was announced, Blast from the Past Seerah in the 21st century by Allah. I am honored to be afforded the opportunity to bring this second segment of this series to this beautiful country and to its wonderful people. And indeed, I sincerely believe that, MashaAllah, TabarakAllah, ever since I first uh, visited Malaysia um, a long time ago. This series, my dear brothers and sisters, is a series that has a tagline, Seerah in the 21st century. So it's called Blast from the Past seerah in the 21st century. This is a series dedicated towards pondering over the life of the best person to have ever walked the face of this earth, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa And note that I say pondering, not just reading, not just storytelling, but rather pondering. And this series is related to that studied actually by the pious predecessors before us, even before the books of hadith were compiled. Before the books of hadith were compiled, they were privy and interested and pondered over the actual life of Muhammad ibn Abdullah his seerah, his history, his biography. This series, O Servants of Allah and O Children of Adam, is also directly related towards bettering our understanding of the Qur'an and we will come to realize why. And because this is the month of, the Quran, of, of Al-Qur'an or the month of the Qur'an, then indeed it is important that we study and ponder over the life of Rasulullah sallallahu and his seerah. This series, O Servants of Allah, has much of its information, much of its realities rooted deep in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Qur'an. Because we know that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was a moving Qur'an. He was a talking Qur'an. He was a working Qur'an. When his wife Aisha radiallahu anha was asked about him sallallahu alayhi wa and his character, she said, كان خلقه القرآن. His character is the Qur'an. There's nothing that you read in the Qur'an except that you find it in him, sallallahu in his character, in the way he walks, in the way he speaks, in the way he deals with people, sallallahu alayhi wa May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us neighbors to Muhammad sallallahu in the hereafter. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. This series, my dear brothers and sisters, is also a series that helps us understand The best generation. Who? The Sahaba. And it is a series that deals with obviously the best person to have walked the face of this earth. And a person as we have established is a person that you and I should try and emulate in every aspect of our life. Not just in terms of worship, but also in terms of us as a, you know, whilst being a husband or uh, a wife or a student or an uncle, or nephew, or sibling, and so on and so forth. The way we speak, the way we eat, the way we sleep, right? We have to emulate Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam because there's no one better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And there's no way better than the way of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This series, as is manifestly clear, my dear mothers, my dear fathers, my dear brothers and sisters, is... A series dedicated to the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Once again, may Allah gather us with him in Jannah. In this series, my dear brothers and sisters, we will briefly discuss, and I say briefly and not completely, events from the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in a form which the scholars cite as fiqh as seerah. Fiqh as seerah or contemplating the seerah and understanding the seerah. So, what does this mean? This means that during our time together from today till the 27th of Ramadan, insha'Allah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those that witness Laylatul Qadr. Ameen. From now until then, we won't be storytelling. We won't be going through a systematic run through the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with many names, with many... Uh, events and circumstances and adjectives and descriptions. We won't be doing that, my dear brothers and sisters. This is not storytelling the seerah. So, what will we be doing? Well, we will be taking snippets, okay, snippets from the life of Rasulullah, giving a short overview of the snippet itself, and then pondering over that snippet and understanding what that snippet means to us now in the 21st century, right? So we're we basically trying to have Rasulullah wasallam with us now by pondering over what he did then and understanding its relevance today, right? So this is what we will be doing inshallah and, and, and this is needed my dear brothers and sisters. You know, once my teacher told me that we have become a people that don't read and when we read, we don't understand and when we understand we don't analyze right so we want to make this a series of reading a series of understanding and a series of analysis whereby we can say look subhanallah the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did this then and it's relevant to us today indeed he sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the prophet of all time and of all space until the day of qiyamah and especially after his advent Sallallahu alayhi wa And for those who want to have a systematic run through the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then alhamdulillah, there are many books now in the English language, alhamd right? Which mention page by page and word by word and paragraph by paragraph and sentence by sentence, the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu And alhamdulillah, it's in the English language and in your language as well, the Malay language. And also we have uh, programs now on YouTube, uh, television, visual programs detailing the intricate, uh, systematic run through uh, or systematic life of Rasool, or, or, or the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in a systematic way. So we are doing Fiqh Sirah. We're just going to take snippets and we want to spend time analyzing them deducing analogies and lessons and seeing how we can best learn from these uh, lessons today in the 21st century. Now, this series, my dear brothers and sisters, as our brother Raja Hafidahullah, may Allah preserve him, said, began in Melbourne, Australia last Ramadan. Ramadan 2014 in Melbourne, Australia saw the launch of blast from the past series in the 21st century. And um, that is called Part One, and that is why Malaysia's is called Part Two, because this is the following Ramadan, and we're continuing in this series from where we left off. Now, in um, Melbourne, Australia, last year, we were blessed to cover and analyze um, parts of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, starting with obviously the famous year of the elephants and the event of the elephant and what happened there. And what lessons we could learn from it. And then we went into the birth of the Prophet ﷺ. And his time with Halima. And then him becoming an orphan for a second time when his mother passed away. And then uh, through his life, journeying through the death of Abdul Muttalib, his grandfather. And then Abu Talib, his supporter and uncle. And also uh, learning lessons from the famous Hilf Al-Fudul and then his marriage and life as a husband to khadijah الله عنها. we also learned lessons from him becoming a prophet as he did sallallahu and then after that a messenger and then we discussed the lessons that we can take from the different stages of his da'wah we know that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to propagate islam in different stages at the beginning he had to only preach it in secret and then he had to preach it to the close people and then he had to preach it to all of the Quraysh and all of the Arabs. So there were stages and the different circumstances and events that arose because of the different stages of his da'wah and what we can learn from it in the 21st century. And uh, we also dealt with the lesson pertaining to uh, Arqam, Ibn Abil Arqam, meaning the, his house uh, and uh, the house that he made a school for Islam or the first school of Islam where he allowed the Muslims to come in for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa sallam to teach them secretly uh, the, the revelation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him and different lessons that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him at that time to teach the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. And we went through like this until the 27th night. On the 27th night, we reached um, the migration of the Muslims to Africa. The migrations of the Muslims to Habasha. And this is where we ended off And this is what denoted part one of Blast from the past seerah in the 21st century. And many of you have already asked about the DVDs and the audio of part one. And inshallah in the upcoming days I will share with you uh, information about that bi ta'ala. Now, for Malaysia and for tomorrow's episode, we will be beginning with the Islam of Hamza radiallahu anhu and Umar ibn al-Khattab and the lessons we can learn from that in the 21st century today. But before that, and that which makes up today's lesson, is an introduction. An introduction after this introduction. And that is uh, an introduction covering two points, my dear brothers and sisters. The first point is, what does seerah mean? Since we're going to be spending all this time talking about uh, the life of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the way I've described and in reality we're discussing and analyzing the seerah we must know what seerah means the other point is what is the benefits of studying the seerah you know wh- what do we benefit from it at least if we understand the benefits then every day when we come together alhamdulillah and we share lessons at least you have ideals you have ideals that you know okay from blast from the past, I need to benefit with A, B, C, D, E. And every day you come here, and I say something, and you think of something, and we analyze something, you benchmark what we've learned to why we're doing what we're doing. A Muslim must never ever speak for the sake of it. A Muslim must never ever do anything for the sake of it. A Muslim must never read anything for the sake of it. There must be objectives, right? Allah created us, there's an objective. And that objective is so that we worship Allah, right? What is the objective of worship? Allah told us that as well, so that you may attain taqwa. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never told us to do anything without explaining why. So why are we doing this series? What do we want to get from it? That's what we will discuss bi ta'ala. First things first, what does seerah mean? Well, sirah is an Arabic word as you know. And the Arabic language is derivative or, or, or most of the words in the Arabic language are known as derivative words. Sirah is derived from Sarah, Yasiru Sayran. Sarah, Yasiru Sayran. In the Arabic language, this refers to a person's way, a person's methodology, the way somebody does things. You know, we say this is his way, right? This is how people do things. You do it that way, I do it this way. He does it that way, she does it this way. This is what it linguistically refers to. It refers to the way or methodology of a person. Now, this methodology could be praiseworthy or it could be frowned upon. Linguistically, it doesn't mean that it's a good methodology and it doesn't mean that it's a bad methodology. It just means it's a person's way. The way could be good, the way could be bad. So this is what seerah means linguistically. But after Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam came and he taught and the Muslims loved him and his life was documented and so on and so forth. After him sallallahu alayhi wa this term seerah became synonymous with his biography, with his life events, with his expeditions, right? So when we say seerah now today, we're referring to who? The life of who? Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam by default. The term became attached to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by default. The best person to have walked the face of this earth. Now, you know, also when we look at the term seerah uh, and "sayr," linguistically, it refers to like a person traveling on a journey. Right? So, so we said it refers to methodology and way. And when we say it refers to a way, then it re- also, you know, we could say it refers to a journey. So when we say seerah, it teaches us that we are actually traveling the life of this person that we are reading about. Traveling the life of the person that we are studying and analyzing. We're on a journey with this person, right? So basically, this is what the seerah refers to and indeed this is what one does when they properly read the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So this is point number one. Point number two, which is why? What are the objectives of our series together? Well, let's go through them quickly because there are many. Firstly, my dear brothers and sisters, is loving Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa When we study the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa we love him. Because when we study his life, we learn new things about him. And the more we learn about a person, the more we love that person. This is important for us to understand. Just like when a husband and wife get married, right? We always like the husband-wife examples, right? They get married, they say they love each other, but they still don't know much about each other. But now as they live together, they start learning new things, inshallah, good things, right? And when they learn a good thing every day, what happens to the love that exists between them? Does it go down or does it go up? It goes up. The more we learn about each other, the more we love each other. The same with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, The same with his companions. The more you read about them and study them and analyze them, you find naturally you start loving them, right? And you know, we should understand this with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. Many a time people say, we're trying to develop khushu' in our salah. How do we worship Allah better? You know, how do we make sure we're always in the front line of the masjid? How do we always make sure our ibadah is better? And, and, and you know, whatever Allah tells us to do, we're better with it. You know how you, you grow? By learning about Allah. By learning about His names. By learning about His attributes. The more you learn about Allah, the more you love Allah. The more you love Allah, the more you want to worship Allah. Nobody needs to tell you to do anything. Right? Just like again, husband and wife. When the love is in high dosages... The husband wants to buy his wife presents, and the wife wants to be good to her husband. Nobody needs to convince anybody. It's just, you know, the net result when love exists in high dosages. So, firstly, the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and this love has been taught to us in the Quran and the Sunnah. It's the worship of Allah to love Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Secondly, my dear brothers and sisters, we want to learn who he was, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, how he believed in Allah and how was his worship of Allah and how did he invite to Allah and how did he lead his people how was he as a father how was he as a husband how was he as a teacher as a friend as a traveler as a resident as a person sallallahu alaihi wasallam we want to learn his emotions, we want to learn his concerns, his simplicity, his selflessness, his excellence. You know, the times when he had to be stern, the times when he smiled, the times when he forgave. We want to personify Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So the other or the second objective of our study together is to understand that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was a human being. He was a human being. He had a personality. And we are human beings as well. It's not that he was not a human being and it's impossible for us to emulate. No, he was a human being. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah gather us with him in Jannah. Ameen. The other objective, my dear brothers and sisters, is to understand the Qur'an better. Understand the Qur'an better. Why? Because we know the Qur'an was revealed in 23 years. Right? 23 years, piecemeal, in stages. So Rasulullah wasallam was emulating the 23 years of revelation. If we understand who he was, it betters our understanding of the Qur'an. You know, in, in the Qur'an, we read about Uhud, we read about Badr, we read about Hudaybiyah, we read about the Ifk, we read about many circumstances and instances. But the detail is found in the study of the life of Rasulullah s.a.w. Has our time come to an end or do we have a few minutes, Brother Raja? How many minutes do we have left? Nine minutes. MashaAllah. When you are looking at the, at, at, at the TV and the clock, I thought, khalas, the time has expired. Alhamdulillah. So we've mentioned three objectives thus far. What was the first one? Who can remember the first objective? Are we, are, is, it, is someone writing it on the screen? Alhamdulillah. That's good, MashaAllah. It's good for education. So what did we say the first objective was? Increasing our... What did we say? We want to? I can't hear. Brother Raja, come and speak up for us. Exactly, emulating the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The other objective, we said, loving Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The third objective, we said, understanding the Qur'an better. Because the Qur'an teaches us incidents, but the reality of these incidents is where? in the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Also, brothers and sisters, from the objectives of studying the seerah is to learn about the best of generations. The sahaba radhiyallahu anhum ajma'in. This is from the benefit of analyzing the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That we develop our love for his companions. So when we study the seerah, we develop our love for his companions. Who are his companions? Those who believed in him, those who supported him, those who are a means of you and I being Muslims today. You and I being people of La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Those people. Whose shoulders upon, upon their shoulders do you and I stand? You know, we see far today. But we see far today because we're standing on the shoulders of those great giants. Or at least we're trying to stand. We're wobbling and balancing. We're trying to stand on the shoulders of those great giants that the world witnessed during the first century of Islam. They were the best ummah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, al uh, الْقُرُونِ qarni." That the best of generations is my generations. If we look at the statement of Ibn Mas'ud, رضي الله عنه, He says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ نَظَرَ فِي قُلُوبِ الْعِبَادِ قَلْبَ مُحَمَّدْ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ خَيْرَ ثم نظر في قلوب العباد بعد قلب محمد فوجد قلوب أصحابه خير قلوب العباد فجعلهم وزراء نبيه يقاتلون على دينه He says Ibn Mas'ud رضي الله عنه that indeed Allah looked at the hearts of his servants and he saw the best heart to be the heart of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم So Allah سبحانه وتعالى Chose Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for himself. And sent him with the message of Islam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looked at all the other hearts after the hearts of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saw that the best of hearts after the heart of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the hearts of his companions radiyallahu anhum ajma'een so Allah chose them to be the supporters the ministers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam what an amazing explanation by Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu you know what my dear brothers and sisters when we study the seerah we study the status of Abu Bakr radiyallahu an. The character of Umar The constant spending of Uthman for the cause of Allah radiallahu anh. The forbearance of Muawiyah The patience of Khabbab The steadfastness of Bilal radiallahu anh. The kindness of Abu Ayyub the fiqh of Mu'adh ibn Jabal the Qur'anic abilities of Ibn Mas'ud the truthfulness of Abu Dharr the trustworthiness of Abu Ubaidah the ability to memorize of Abu Hurairah and the amazing qualities of many of the sahaba if this was a series on the sahaba we would have continued and continued and continued and let's not forget our mothers, the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa May Allah gather us with them in Jannah. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. So these are from the benefits or from the objectives, O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, of our time together over the course of today and the 27th of Ramadan. Basically over the course of my time amidst you all in Malaysia during this blessed month of Ramadan, this season of worship. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. mean, With every lesson that we learn from tomorrow moving onwards, I want you to ask yourself, how has this made me closer to the Qur'an? How has this made me love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam more? How has this made me understand the Qur'an better? How has this made me love the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam more? And I want you to also understand the reality of the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in our time today. I want you to feel the need. Whatever your situation is, you might be going through some difficulty. It could be at home. It could be at work. It could be outside you know, of, of, of work and home. It, it could be you arbitrating between two people and so on and so forth. I want you with every day that passes to ask yourself these questions and ask yourself, how would Rasulullah Wasallam sort this problem out? How would he deal with this problem? Let me look at the seerah, for indeed the answer is there. This is the introduction today, my dear brothers and sisters. A 30-minute introduction. Insha'Allah, our lessons will be bite-sized. Will be 30 minutes as well. Every day till the 27th, bi ta'ala. Once again, for the sake of education, for the sake of recapping, we discussed today what the series is, it's part 2, we discussed where was part 1, we discussed what we learned in part 1, and we discussed where we're starting with or which part of the sirah we're going to look into with regards to part 2, and we also discussed the meaning of seerah and uh, practical lessons that we can derive from its linguistic meaning in terms of our study. And then we dived into the objectives or just a few objectives. I only shared four or five, but the objectives from our series together and the objectives that one should be conscious of whenever they learn the life of Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah bless us all. May Allah bless our deeds. May Allah bless our month. May Allah bless our health. May Allah bless our time. May Allah accept our deeds. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. I love you all for the sake of Allah, my dear brothers and sisters. Until tomorrow, Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, Allahumma wa bihamdika, Nashhadu an la ilaha illa ant, Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'i.